Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to the, I guess you could say, one of the first new episodes of the new year. Welcome to Outside the Sheds. I am your host, your Shed Adamus. I am Corey Jackson, bringing you through this COVID-eccentric world and bringing you, just weaving and weaving and ducking and weaving and getting you to the important things, which are rugby league, Aussie rules football, and sports in general. Shedheads, I hope you had a great New Year celebration. You're kind of thinking about how you're going to get off that holiday weight now. You're thinking, you know, if you're going to join uh, a, uh, an online spin group. If you're thinking about walking your neighborhood. Whatever it is, just go into it with a little bit of a fervor as we start this new year, 2022. I, I think last episode I said... I don't know why everyone's so excited because I don't see much changing too much. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I just know Canada went back into lockdown. And the reason I say that is I say this to lead us into the 4020 with this episode. Because, unfortunately, like the rest of the world, COVID is the name of the day in all sports. And that is in Canada. That's the United States. And, unfortunately, that's in Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, everywhere. And as we start the 4020, we unfortunately have to go to probably the place that, that, that was the most aggressive in Australia about trying to fight COVID and keeping it bay. Wait a second, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm sorry to all of the listeners in Melbourne because I know you guys have been in the lockdown more times than you can probably count. But Brisbane has been a place that they've locked down their borders. They haven't let anybody in. They did a lot of things. They made the grand final a little dangerous last year about possibly moving it from Brisbane up to North Queensland. All of that. Well, Queensland is taking it right now. Um, they are ha- they're, The clubs up there are being hit very, very hard with COVID outbreaks. And I'm just going to give you some of the numbers right now. They're saying 16 to the 38 players for the Broncos have tested positive. But the good thing about the Brisbane Broncos are the Broncos are saying that all the players on the club are double vaxxed. That's incredible. Congratulations, Brisbane. Congratulations. Your Shed Adamas is double vaxxed and boosted. But that is something else. We're not bringing me into this. We're talking Brisbane Broncos. The Gold Coast Titans have nine players who have tested positive. So again, it's 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 all up in up in Queensland. And finally, the North Queensland Cowboys have 10 players who have tested positive as well. So this is going nowhere, Chetheads. I think we know this. I think that uh, Peter Volandis, the NRL, they're already starting to take steps to get ready for the beginning of this new year to maybe try to to try to get this thing stopped a little bit or to get the players mentally dialed back into what they can and can't do. So they've taken some measures, the NRL. New rules for players. Players are no longer able to order a counter lunch. I don't know 100% what that means. 
I don't know if that means that you just can't go to a restaurant. I guess that's what it means. It means that you can drive through uh, Maka's, get the, get, pick yourself up some nuggets, and get back to the casa. I guess that's what that means. Um, but that is one thing. No nightclubs. Well, let's let's be honest. Shedheads, none of us should be going to nightclubs right now. That's that's my personal opinion. I haven't been to a nightclub, dance hall, whatever you want to call it, for quite a while. Um, but anyway, so no nightclubs. And the thing that I really love, probably more than nightclubs, no movies and theaters. It looks like Netflix is about ready to boom, if it isn't already. So... It's good to see the, the the positive steps that the NRL is already trying to take to try to maybe cut this thing off before it gets really, really out of control. I think a lot of people have already said it's out of control. I think I reported uh, on the last episode that, that the Penny Panthers are actually dealing with an outbreak. They haven't revealed the numbers that the three Queensland clubs have. But I think this is going to be a constant battle. Um, I think... I think if you if you're a big war movie fan, COVID has breached the wall, and it's inside the camp. And you know the only way that you're going to combat that is to get everybody vaccinated, which we know that's never going to happen. Um, a virus is going to have to take people out to make sure that the people that are vaccinated are are still around. We know that's not going to happen either. Or pray to God that that it doesn't. Right? Or you're just going to have to take extensive measures to try to take a group of people out of the general population and keep them somewhat sequestered and that's what the NRL has done for the last two years and unfortunately it looks like they're probably going to have to do it as well you know we know the steps that uh, the AFL has taken and 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 so you know Volandis has not cracked down as hard as the AFL saying that everyone has to be vaccinated by a certain day but you know you're kind of wondering if that's where they're headed right now so Again, COVID wreaking havoc around the world, and this is what's affecting uh, Queensland and the NRL. Now, getting away from the COVID topic for a little bit, let's talk about some actual footy. The Super League preseason starts on January 15th, and we all know that the Super League season starts about a month before the NRL season, um, but it is going to start preseason-wise on the 15th, so that's next weekend, and we've got two games. We've got the Dewsbury Rams versus the Huddersfield Giants. So we'll be able to see uh, Aiden Caesar playing with Huddersfield. And then the Salford Red Devils versus the Swinton Lions are the two matches they're going to kick off the preseason uh, for the Super League. So that's exciting to see. I think, you know, one thing about it, and I think that all of us are, are, are starting at Jones 4 is to get some Get some footy back, you know, to start, start watching some rugby league. Um, I know we we feel like we were, you know, I, I don't want to use the word cheated, but I think all of us would have loved to have seen the World Cup uh, this year. Uh, didn't happen. Doesn't mean it's over. But hopefully we're going to be able to play it next next fall or, you know, I guess it wouldn't be fall for all of us, but next October, November-ish. And we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. Now, the season for the Super League officially begins on February 10th with a grand final rematch of the St. Helens Saints minus Kevin Agama versus the new Catlins Dragons with Mitchell Pierce over there, Dylan Napa, 
and some other great NRL stars playing for the Catlins Dragons to see if they can go one game further than they did this last year when St. Helens beat them as well. So that's got to put a, a little buzz back into us a little bit that we've got some Super League on the horizon that we can watch, uh, that we can take in, uh, and that we can hopefully get our mindsets back in and dialed in to get into 2022 deep. Now, I really want to finish the 40-20 with some great news. And we've got a Shedheads, let's be honest. When we have a chance to report good news, we've got to double down on it. We've got to tackle it. We've got to hear hold, hold, hold for at least 25 times to hold that down and just kind of wrap it up to feel it, right? So the news that I want to report after two years away from the game due to suffering a brain bleed, which just the sound of that's got to make you scared. I've had a brain bleed before. I was in a bad, bad car accident. Uh, it's some scary stuff, Shedheads. It's some really, really scary stuff. Uh, anything that deals with your brain, um, Mrs. Shed Adamas will tell you all the time, my brain is always probably a little bit out of whack because I don't sleep the way that I should. But anytime you deal with the brain, it's scary, right? It's scary. So um, this player had a brain bleed and was barred from contact type drills and sports. That player, I think you all know, is, is uh, Tamarie Martin. And if, if you don't remember, a couple years ago, there was huge talk that Tamarie Martin was going to be the future of the North Queensland Cowboys and that he was going to... I don't want to say that he was going to take JT's place, uh, you know, that there was going to be a new statue out front of uh, Smile Stadium, uh, but it was going to, how should I say this, it, it gave the Cowboys fans uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, and if you remember when, when the boys, when North Queensland actually made that march to the grand final, Tamri Martin was a huge part of that. He was a huge part of that, uh, and 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 it was a sad, sad scene seeing him have to give the game up way too soon. But again, that's what these players will tell you—not just NRL and AFL players, all players in, in in contact sports. Every play that you play, every down that you play, could be your last. And I think one of the reasons we love these these physical sports so much and and is that feeling we don't know we don't know uh because you can look on paper that a team should easily win a super bowl a grand final a flag and one injury goes down i'm saying we just have to look at at, at the richmond tigers last year they didn't even make it into the finals and you got to say a lot of it is Dustin Martin's kidney situation, having a lacerated kidney uh, that he received playing against the Brisbane Lions. But you just don't know. But it, it is one of the things that makes the sport so so powerful, right? So seeing Tay Marie Martin go down and have to give up something that he loves and go back to New Zealand um, and, and, and to begin his life. And then all of a sudden, some rumbling started happening last year that he had started to play uh, in New Zealand, started to play some 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 smaller some smaller footy, and he looked good, looked really good. And then we get this news now that he has made a dramatic return 
he's in the camp with the Brisbane Broncos and that he's signing a one-year deal with the Brisbane Broncos. And you got to love Kevy. You know, I don't know what Kevin, Kevin you know, Kevy's got to be playing with house money right now. He, I don't know if he sold his soul to the devil. Make sure everybody up there in Brisbane is checking and make sure Kevy hasn't started to prick his finger and, and put blood on contract. But the Habs possibilities he's got up there right now and, and throwing Marie Martin into the mix uh, to partner with Adam Reynolds. Broncos fans, you guys have got to be feeling pretty good about your upcoming season. You know, you've got a true captain in Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, I've said it over and over again. I'm a huge, you know, Gamble fan. Uh, and, and I think that this is only going to make this team, the depth that have, make them even stronger going into the season. So um, I don't want to get away from the most important part of that story is that we've got a young man who's now been able to get back and do something that he loves. So let's all say a prayer. Let's all keep our fingers crossed and hope that this guy picks up. You know, you can't pick up right where you left off because right where you left off was a pretty serious injury. But let's hope he picks up like he did in that big um, premiership run that the Cowboys had, even though it fell a little bit short in the grand final. But uh, with the way that he played with Michael Morgan and that team, uh, there was a lot of upside and promise for this young man's career, and let's hope he can find that again. And for you, Brisbane Broncos, you guys have been dealing with some tough times. Hopefully he might be a catalyst to help you get back to where you need to be, and that is in the finals. Now, as we go into On the Mark, I got to tell you, besides the AFLW starting back up, it has been quiet on the AFL front. And, and when I say that it's been so quiet, the biggest story that I can talk about, you know, we kind of mentioned that the, you know, the, the, the Swans got in trouble with a boating excursion. I don't know if they were on the Pacific Princess out there in Sydney Harbor or what they were doing that became kind of a spreader situation. But the biggest story right now in the AFL is Nathan Buckley. And a lot of you are probably going to say, well, what the hell is Nathan Buckley going to have a big story about? He's not even coaching right now. Well, he's out in the jungle. I don't know where the hell he's at. He's out there with Bo Ryan and a bunch of other people uh, that are, are doing, a, a once again, one of those shows, one of those, I guess you could call them desperation, real life, we're out in the middle of nowhere shows, which is funny because somehow there's electricity and power enough that these guys are charging batteries to record it. Well, that's enough of that. But Nathan Buckley has come out. And he's been talking about his life in the public eye. And, you know, I know, especially when you're in a, in a, in a footy crazed city like Melbourne and you're the coach of maybe quite arguably the biggest club in, 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 in Aussie rules football in being the Collingwood Magpies. Yeah, you're expecting your life to be under the microscope. And so he's been getting kind of kind of really intimate about what it's like to now be able to kind of live his life and not be under that microscope a little bit. And he also got into some detail about about his relationship and his ending his, his, his long marriage uh, with his wife. You know, we don't get into much uh, here at the uh, 
you know, outside the sheds talking about relationships and, and marriages and stuff like that because I think it's 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 personal uh, myself. You know, I went for how long with you guys not even talking about Mrs. Shed Adamas, uh, the, the woman that keeps me uh, going uh, down the track as straight as I possibly can. I'm a little, you know, my, my, my car veers a little bit and I, and I, you know, I got it. She locked me back in. But, so I don't really talk about that too much because I, I do think relationships are so important. And if you have that significant other in your life uh, and you're having tough times, you know, what do you need me to talk about that for, right? As long as you're not laying hands on that person or being abusive, you know, I have no reason to bother you about that. That's, that's between you and, and them, right? But it was fascinating to hear Nathan Buckley talk about, you know, marriage and, and, and trying to be a good, you know, father still and, and, and all of that. So that to me is really slow. And what I mean by really slow is when I don't hear more stories about, you know, Dustin Martin or Nat Fife or, you know, it's, it's just slow. And I know the guys are all getting ready to start back up and they're all getting preseason training uh, all going again right now and everyone's coming back after the holidays uh, hopefully not with holiday weight but uh, very very slow time in the a AFL so on the mark gonna be cut pretty short this week but now let's get into the depth of outside the bubble and when I have to talk about long stories in outside the bubble and and, and, and getting away from what we're really here to talk about and that's rugby league and Aussie rules football you know it's it's kind of crazy. But one of the fun things about this is we're able to go back down under outside the bubble because we're going to talk a little tennis. And I know if you're down there right now, if you're in Australia, if you're in New Zealand, if you're in those places that we love so much, you know this story. It's, the, it's one of the biggest stories in the world right now. Oh, I forgot. Some of my Serbian listeners, right? Um, and that is... Number one player in the world, Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic is a very polarizing individual. If you're a Roger Federer fan, you can't stand the guy, right? He's, he's everything that Roger is not, right? He's just, he's everything Roger's not. He's kind of smug at times. He's got a bad temper. He's been disqualified from a tournament for hitting a, an official with a ball. Accidentally, I know, but he still hit her. Um... He has some very, very unique beliefs, and we're not talking Christianity or, or, or religion, uh, but he just does things his own way. And I think when you're a child prodigy like Novak Djokovic was, I don't think a lot of people have probably reined you in the way that you should when you're a prodigy, right? Now, I didn't grow up with Novak Djokovic. You didn't grow up with, no, with, that, with Novak Djokovic. But you just hear a lot of people talking about him, and then you watched how he didn't want to put the hard work in in the beginning. You know, and he had to he had to quit in Australia because of heat exhaustion. That's not the same player we've got right now. The player that Novak Djokovic is is an incredible tennis player. Right now, tied with Federer and and Rafa with twenty majors. Okay. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. And if you look at his health, you'd have to say that he has a great chance of being the, the, the goat of the majors by the time this is all said and done. Now, 
There's the backstory about Novak Djokovic. But let's talk about the other star side of Novak Djokovic, and it's the side that doesn't want to get vaccinated. It's the side that when the whole world was in lockdown, Novak Djokovic actually said, well, let's host a tennis tournament now instead. Let's not lock down. Let's not take... Uh, let's not take extensive measures to keep people safe. Let's throw a tournament because I want to prove that I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. And he had some pretty big names there. Uh, Sasha Zverev was there. Uh, he had quite a few big name players that came in and played in his event that he threw. Now, the sad part about that is then footage comes out of him partying at an event for this, uh, for this tournament. And... Lo and behold, it's so hard to believe, with a pandemic going on, there was massive outbreaks of COVID from this tennis tournament, this party that ensued, blah, blah, blah. And what can you say? I don't know. I, I haven't had no, I, you know, I just, you know, I miss hanging out with my, my friends, my friends that I really know and trust and stuff that are close by. Uh, we still do things in the standpoint of we, I throw a big happy hour in front of my house in my, in my pretty large driveway and we get together and pound back some cocktails, smoke a stoke, whatever. Uh, and that's a stogie. That's not, I'm not toking up anyway. I just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, but I take measures, right? And I've told you over and over again, I've been vaccinated, not for myself, uh, but to keep Mrs. Shedadama safe, to keep people that I don't even know safe because I don't want to be a spreader. You know, and I, it doesn't mean that I can't get COVID. We, we've seen this, right? But Novak Djokovic, like Aaron Rodgers, just won't come out and say, I'm not vaccinated. I don't believe in vaccinations. He didn't say something as stupid as Aaron Rodgers by saying, I'm immunized to make people say, oh, that must mean he's vaccinated. He just won't tell you. And I've got a huge problem with that, Shedheads. I have a huge problem because if you stand for something, Stand for something. If you don't believe in something, have no problem to say it. I'll tell you right now, I hate Nazis, right? I don't know how many of them are walking around on this planet. I hate them. Don't like them. If you're a Nazi and you're mad at me now, that's okay. You can turn off the channel right now. You don't have to listen to podcasts anymore. I forgive you. You can leave the room now. But what I'm saying is, I will tell you my belief. And I don't take this platform with you guys because that's what we're here for, talking about rugby league, Aussie rules football. I don't just sit here and just 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 regurgitate and, and, and vomit my opinions over and over and over again. I will tell you if I believe in something, but I'm not going to just, just drive home everything that I believe in, right? But I feel passionately about this. You know, I've told you I lost my mother from cancer. I know what it's like when people have compromised immune systems to look after them. All right? So that's me, okay? I don't care if you don't like that. I don't care if you have a different belief because that's your belief. But, but tell people what you believe. Don't be secretive. Let people know where you're coming from. And you know what? If they believe that, don't, don't crucify them. If anything, maybe talk to them why they believe that way. But that's why this world has become so polarizing is because when some people have a different belief than you, we crucify them or we make them the worst person in the world. Now, if it's selfishness that's causing you to make these decisions, you can kiss my broody poo right cheek and not on my face. 
But if you have a real reason, and don't give me it's a religious belief because the Pope has come out and said, get vaccinated. So please move us, move on, move along, please. Get off my front yard with that. But what I'm saying is we all have to stand for something and don't be afraid to say what you stand for. All right. So we don't know anything about Novak Djokovic. We just hear that he, first off, drops out of the ATP Cup uh, in Brisbane, right? So rumblings start happening that Novak Djokovic is not going to go back and try to defend his title for the Australian Open. All right, well, that's his decision, right? That's his decision. Then all of a sudden you start hearing rumblings that he might be trying to get a medical exemption, that he might be trying to get allowed to play the tournament without following the rules, which... Tennis Australia said that you had to be vaccinated to come in to watch the Australian Open this year. And players were going to have to be vaccinated, unless it was an extreme situation. Then, all of a sudden, you hear and see that Novak Djokovic has been granted an exemption, that he has been able to come to play the Australian Open. And then you see a picture of him with a big Cheshire grin on his face, standing with his bags that he's heading to Australia. And I have to admit to you, my Australian brothers and sisters, my shed heads down under, I was very shocked and I was a little mad because one of the things about Australia I've been quite proud of is how you guys have stood and decided to take on and fight this virus. And I know, hey, listen, I know you guys have gone through tough times. I know that it has not been fun, but guess what? This is a war. It is a war with a virus, but it is a war, and wars aren't fun. That'd be like a soldier saying he's tired of wearing camouflage, and I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I, I, this gun weighs too much. It's a war. It's a conflict. It's a battle that we're in. It's the difference is we can't see what we're battling until, unfortunately, sometimes it's too late, right? But Australia has always been the front of me being proud. I tell my friends about Australia, my love of Australia. I'm down there so much. New Zealand, I've been proud of, of, of how New Zealand is, is, has, has attacked and, and not taken a knee to this thing. Uh, let's just do this. They do the, 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 the opposite of Texas. And I, I'm sorry about mentioning Texas uh, on this podcast because I know how much Australians love the great Ted Cruz. <clears throat> Idiot. Anyway, um, but Novak Djokovic all of a sudden flies. Then all of a sudden, he's in the air, and then ScoMo, and people start saying, mm, well, that's fine, Tennis Australia says something, but we still have border rules and things that we are not going to allow to come into the Commonwealth. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? Djokovic lands, he's taken to a place for eight hours, grilled about his visa, uh asking him questions, really putting him to the task, taking him to uh, taking him to town a little bit. Well, quite a bit, eight hours, grilling him with security out front of the door. And then it comes out that he has been denied. His visa has been denied. And I was like, wow. And I actually applauded because you know what? It is just a sporting event. That's all it is. Tennis is just people... In white, usually, running around hitting a greenish-yellow ball. And I love tennis. But it's a sport, all right? 
You've got to stand for something. You can't tell the people in Victoria that this guy, just because he can hit that ball so well, gets to do something you guys can't do. That's not right. That's not fair. And that's when people start getting upset and you have real problems because you're not being fair to everyone. So now Novak Djokovic is holed up in Melbourne waiting for an appeal to see if he can still play in the Australian Open. And I don't know if Mr. Djokovic does not understand if this appeal goes through and if he quote-unquote gets allowed to play the Australian Open, he's going to be the most hated guy maybe ever at the Australian Open. And I don't think Novak in his own little world really understands and we know how he gets affected when people boo him or don't root for him. He gets kind of emotional about that. So I don't know if he doesn't understand what the full brunt of Aussies not liking you is going to be like. And that's one of the things, the passion I love about the Australian people, is you have no problem telling somebody what they believe, what you believe. You have no problem calling somebody what they are to their face. And it's beautiful. We need more people like that. Good on you. Good on you. But I think to me, the person that said it best is one of Djokovic's big rivals, and that's Rafa Nadal. And I want to read this quote that Rafa said. I think if he wanted, he would be playing here without a problem. He made his own decisions and everybody is free to take their own decisions. But then there are some consequences. And I think, Ra- I, I think Rafa said that best. You can, you can have your opinion. You can have your stance. But that doesn't mean your opinion and your stance are going to allow you to have everything that you want. That's what happens. That's what happens. When, when you stand for something, and it doesn't mean that you're going to just get a pass. Because No. That's what's beautiful about you taking a stance about something. Rafa even went on further and said that he is vaccinated. He's double vaccinated. And he's vaccinated because he said he's listening to scientists. He said a lot of people have died from this. He goes, well, I'm going to listen to the people that are dealing with this and I'm going to follow their recommendation because he says this thing is never going to end if we don't come together and do this. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm not trying to give away of those big three who's my favorite. I do have a favorite of the big three. But I never thought that I would say that I am going to root for Rafa. And if Rafa gets a chance against Djokovic... I will be rooting 100% for Rafa. And I begrudgingly started to really like Novak. I think that you can't take away how great of a tennis player Novak Djokovic is. But he can be kind of a not great guy at times too. Um, And I will say this from now on. You know, no matter if he was the rival of, of my favorite tennis player, uh... There's not one thing Rafa Nadal has ever done that I have watched that you can't say, man, he's that's that is a ultimate competitor 
and a good dude. I, I just, you can't say that. I'm saying a guy that never quits, no matter what. A guy that a, a number of times people thought was about ready to retire because his body breaking down, and he's still playing. Um, so, Rafa, just to let you know, outside the sheds, our team Rafa, if you play Djokovic. Going to be fascinating. Monday is going to, you know, we're, we're kind of hours away from finding out what's going to happen with this appeal process. But I don't, I, like I said, I just don't think Novak knows the can of worms he's opening, even if he's allowed to play in this tournament. If I was him, I would have just got on the plane and gone back to Serbia and been done with it. But Djokovic does not know what it's like for someone to tell him no. And that is why he's still sitting there, and that's why he's going to fight, and we'll see what happens. Now, we've got a couple big games coming up. We've got quite a few big games in gridiron, American football. We've got a national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. I've kind of mentioned something to you before. Again, I said that the college football system right now uh, for the for for the the FBS uh, or F, you know the the big the big ones the Alabamas right. I think it's missed the plot right now. These bowl games are just about certain people getting rich, putting their names on things. Um, and I just watched this five weeks ago. I just watched Alabama and Georgia play in the SEC championship game. I'm not saying the game will not be on my TV, but I'm not holding my breath for this thing at all. Really. And I think that's what college football has to understand. That's why you need to have 12 teams. Because the country does not feel like it's being represented in these big games. It doesn't feel like they're being represented at all. When you keep it to a certain region of the country, and you sit and you stare off the shadow or off the freaking shiny image of Paul Feinbaum's SEC head, why do I care if I live in Northern California? Why do I care if I live in Portland, Oregon, or Eugene, Oregon? Why do I care if I live in, 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 in Lincoln, Nebraska? Columbus, Ohio. What I'm saying is you can't just really make it easy for two schools. Because it's usually two SEC schools and two other schools. Right? So what's, what's the law of average? You're probably going to get an SEC school in the championship. Yeah, no, it's 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 played. Shedheads has been played, and I I'm really not holding my breath. Who knows? I probably would say if I'm gonna pick a team, I'm probably going with Alabama because they've been there forever, and Nick Saban's maybe the best coach ever in college football history. But what I will talk about is a championship that happened today that I watched. I want to say congratulations to the North Dakota State Bison for winning their ninth FCS championship. And that is incredible. They've played nine championship games, in nine championship games, and they've won every single one of them that they've been in. They're nine for nine in championships. Alabama's not done that. Texas has not done that. USC has not done that. Ohio State has not done that. Florida, Florida State have not done that. No one has done what the Bison have done. They also did it playing in a playoff. This is fascinating. A playoff. 
So this big thing that the, that the big schools are saying, yeah, you know, we 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 want to make sure these kids still, you know, remember that they're student athletes. Well, they're now making NIL money. So they're not just student athletes now. They're making bank. And when Eastern Michigan offers Caleb Williams a million dollars to come to Eastern Michigan, yeah, what, what's going on here in this landscape of college football? And I'm starting to enjoy the FCS a little bit more because you don't have a bunch of kids from North Dakota State getting paid $500,000 to play college football. But the pride that this the Bison have, the fans of the Bison, who are some of the best fans in the country, some of the best fans in all the sport that a lot of you know nothing about, are the North Dakota State Bison fans. So congratulations. They won the championship today beating Montana State 38-10, to and it wasn't even that close. Uh, after Montana State's freshman quarterback went down with an ankle injury in the first quarter, that thing was over. It was over. That The, 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 the larger lady warmed those pipes up and started belting up uh, whatever concerto song you wanted to hear. She was singing it. It was over. But congratulations, North Dakota State, for your ninth out of nine national championships and I'm finishing outside the bubble talking NFL starting in a matter of minutes we've got the first NFL game of the weekend the Kansas City Chiefs uh, are playing look at that I just went blank the Chiefs are playing who the heck are the Chiefs playing fascinating the Chiefs are playing right now coming up here in a matter of moments and I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to cheat with you, Shedheads. I don't know what's happening with my phone. Well, that's not good. That's not good. Let's see here. You should see this, Shedheads. My phone has gone off the boil. It is totally... Doing stuff that I had no idea. Ah, playing the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to reboot my phone because I don't know what it's doing. Well, one of the things I always said about outside the sheds, you never know what you're going to get, and there you go. And we'll restart that. Three, two, one, let's go. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so the Chiefs start this thing off by playing the Denver Broncos. Uh, the, 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 the coach of the Broncos is probably on the hot seat, may get fired here sooner than later. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but it is going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with this game. Uh, I'm, I'm fat. I, I, I'm very intrigued, um, about this because so many of these games are going to determine who makes it in, who does not make it in, all of that. Um, a lot of the teams are playing for seeds right now. The Chiefs are playing more for a seed than they are than they are playing to make it in the playoffs because they're way in. They're trying to get that number one seed. But there's a lot of games that are going to be played this weekend which are going to be very, very fascinating to see the seeding uh, and who's going to get some of these last playoff spots because the Saints and the Niners are playing for the last spot in the NFC, and you've got a quite a few teams, Chargers, Raiders, uh, 
Steelers, Ravens, who all are fighting to get in uh, with those last two uh, Colts. Sorry about that. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. So, a lot of teams fighting for two spots in the AFC. But that's, to me, what's so exciting because the game that I want to watch is Sunday night, Hell Week, Chargers, Raiders from Vegas. The winner is in. If they tie, there's a chance both of them could be in. But if you don't understand the disdain and the hatred between those two teams, you're missing a lot. Because they do not like each other. At all. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm very, very curious to see what happens uh, with that. So uh, let's go Raiders on that one since they're playing at the Death Star out in Vegas. But going to be some really, really good football to watch. And I'm excited to sit down and be able to take some of it in. Hope you like your gridiron or as excited as I am. But that's going to bring to a close this episode of Outside the Sheds. I'm happy you got to go with me a little bit outside the, the norm with this phone malfunction that I'm dealing with, trying to get you some, 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 some team breakdown of who's, who's actually playing the Chiefs. But uh, Shedheads, have a great week. Have fun with that spin class that you're doing to lose the weight. Your, your, your how should I say, holiday your holiday heftiness. There you go. Holiday heftiness. Good luck training getting that off. But until next week, stay out of trouble. Don't get caught. This has been Outside the Sheds. I am your host, Corey Jackson. And until next week, see ya. And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson. Talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.